there. Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Walker. I'm a business coach and strategist for female small business owners, and I help you find more focus and strategy in your business so that you can have more time to do the things that you love. Today on the show, we are talking about business organization. And we have Jennifer Barnes, a professional organizer, on the show to talk with us today about organizing our business spaces and where we work. Jennifer is an organizer and mom of five kids in five years, including a set of twins. Jennifer offers real organizing for real people doing real life. She helps people bring order to their home, life, office, and future by presenting to groups and organizations and by working one-on-one with clients to organize a given space or process and manage time and tasks efficiently. Thanks for tuning in to episode 70. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Jen. Hi, thanks for having me. I am very much looking forward to our conversation today about organizing in your business. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Jen and I met actually pre-pandemic. So we've known each other for probably two or three years. Well, I was I gonna say anything pre-pandemic. So three or four years, uh-huh. maybe. Um, she was dragged to a networking event, kicking and screaming, (laughs) and they shared about our lakeside conference there. And so then Jen ended up coming to the conference and is in our impact group. And so I have the pleasure of getting to see her regularly. Jen has five kids now all young adults, but I'm still always very inspired by how you keep everything together. (laughs) <laughs> so many kids and so much going on running your own business. So I have to ask Jen, have you always been an organized person? I've definitely, I'm definitely innately organized. I really don't think anybody gets into this industry if it's something completely contrary to their personality. Sure. It just wouldn't work well. Um, but I will say I live with six other people that are not innately organized. So um, I may be innately organized, but I'm very used to working with people and trying to organize with people and live with people in the real world where not everybody is the same. So I always say I had the best lab in the world to learn my trade. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Teenagers usually are. are... Yeah. Well, and five kids under five with a set of twins Mm. is also another good lab of how to learn to be efficient and organize spaces and be able to delegate easily and all of that kind of stuff. So a really good lab. Hands-on for sure. So how did you end up getting into becoming an organizer officially, let's say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. I'd say there were probably four things that, um, four kind of pivotal events. The first thing is, like I said, is I've always been innately organized. So that's something that I was doing without realizing I was always doing. Um, The second is I was actually working doing allergy testing and I was pregnant with my first child and a client said to me, have you heard of professional organizing? Now this was 24 years ago. So professional organizing wasn't really a thing like it is now. So they said, Hey, you're really organized. Would, have you ever heard of professional organizing? And I was intrigued. And so I, here I am pregnant with my first And at kind of a shift in, you know, like career kind of trying to figure out what I was, what I was doing. So I went home and researched and I was like, well, that's intriguing. And, um, so I just, I kind of decided to start, 
put my toe in the water, so to speak. And so that's the second event. The third thing is that I had the five kids in five years. So little did I know at that point that I'd have the best lab in the world to learn my trade and stuff. So I did a lot of that. And then I actually look back and my college degree is in speech communication, organizational communication. So I actually, a lot of my classes were on, you know, teaching, running meetings and organizing processes and teaching people to be efficient in that way. And so really circling back going, man, my degree really prepped me for this in ways that I never saw coming. I know so many people in our, I mean, we're both Gen Xers, yeah. so, so many people in our generation that you get to this point running a business, still thinking yeah. that whole imposter thing, regardless of how, how oh, yeah. successful your business gets, you keep yep. thinking, uh, do I know what I'm doing? And I yes. talked to so many female business owners that when you stop and look back at how they were in high school or what mm -hmm. they signed up for in college or what their degree is or their first jobs was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Or yeah. I've been doing this all along. Why do I keep doubting myself? It's yep. just maybe in a different industry or just, you know, tweaked a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, it is. It's that full circle. Mm -hmm. So those kind of things in general, I think, and I'd also incidentally by that time decided I was not a fan of being in corporate America. Sure. So I think that wanting to be my own boss also at that point in that. And so for 23 and a half years, I've been building my business. You know, I did a lot of things at the beginning and then it was like, okay, let's focus this. You know, we go through these cycles and speaking and working with individual organizing clients is what it's focused on now. Um, I used to do resumes. I've done resumes for people for 25 years. So, it's, sure. but it just shows the trajectory of my business yeah. and how it evolved. I think that's really common too, because we start out and we are talented at many things, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> of then, course we are. You know, yeah, you're good at so many things <laughs> and you think you need to sell that service or product yeah. no matter what, just because you know how to do it or you can do it. And mm -hmm. that's definitely part of an evolution of a business yeah. getting to the point of what do I really want to be doing yeah. What am I the best at and what do people actually need and, you know, the, mm -hmm. are willing to pay for? Yeah. And what do we really want to do? Sometimes we don't know at the beginning. We're like, well, I can do the, you know, so. Right. Yeah. Especially when you have little kids in your home and you're just kind of trying to find a side hustle as well to mm -hmm. supplement yep. income to keep your brain. Yes. Working. <laughs> Keep our brain not turning to mush. <laughs> yes. So you aren't always sure. And sometimes if something sells, it's like, great, let's go with it. Yeah. After 24 years, you definitely have some insight on the best of your time. Yep. And so many of us and many of our listeners are home-based businesses or they do have an office, but it is just for them and maybe a yeah. handful of employees. So organization again falls to us. Yeah, exactly. So it's really, yeah. and when I say organizing a home, like I said, the, if, if it's a home-based business, like you said, it really is kind of covering that whole umbrella. In fact, I always sure. say like my mission of my company is to bring order to people's home life, office, and future. Because to me that it's home and with home is life. And with that is a lot of times a home office. And sure. with that is the trajectory of their future. So it kind of covers, that's the umbrella that I would say I work under. When I think of organizing in your business, that could really be taken in a lot of different ways. We had 
Angie on the podcast recently about talking more about systems when it comes to onboarding clients and processes, those kind of things. But I really want to talk to you about organizing our physical space. And that can mean different things to different people, depending on what type of business you're in. But I think we can all agree that there's a lot to keep track of when you're running your own business. You know, it used to probably be more paper-based back in the day, and now there is a lot of digital, but there still seems to always just be stuff. Yeah. Whether it's still or paper, wondering where does this go? Will I need this again? So Mm -hmm. what do you see as common problems for business owners uh, when it comes to organizing A common area that I find is one, because I work primarily with home-based businesses that people Mm -hmm. don't take the same care for their desk area when it's home as they did when they were in a cubicle or in an office. We, We often don't realize that when we're in an office or a cubicle, we do things a certain way because people can see it. Sure, It reflects on us. So we do it that way. We get into our home office and oftentimes we don't take the same care in it because it's in our house. No one sees it. If it's Zoom, I can tilt my chair the other way. I can hide the mess, whatever it is. So we don't take the care because people can't see it. Okay, We think it doesn't matter, but it actually makes a very big difference in our mental health, our emotional health, what we're physically able to do is it makes a really big, so that's a big mistake people make is they think it doesn't matter because no one can see it but we see it in what our brain does because it sees clutter all the time and the effect it has on us is very powerful. So that would probably be the one thing. Another thing is we, people will not give themselves a dedicated workspace because it used to be people had uh, desktop computers. So they had a certain workspace, they had their desk, they, they were there. So maybe they took care of that a little more because they had to be there. But now we don't have that. We have a laptop. So we let our office be cluttered. We take our laptop and go sit on the couch or we sit on the kitchen table mm-hmm. or we so said office is really everywhere. Yeah. A- another reason that office has become dumping grounds because we don't have to work in there anymore. No, no. I mean, it's real. I'm looking, no, I'm looking around my office and I have an eBay scale on my desk with some video games that, <laughs> that you're selling. <laughs> I have some wrapping paper from Christmas. We have something yeah. from the conference. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. And, and that is so <laughs> real. You can, you can close the door yes. and no yeah. one sees in here yeah. except for me. Yeah. And so we, that was, so we do that and we move our, that's the other thing is we don't often stop work. We let it bleed into the rest before, mm-hmm. you know, when we commuted, we'd come home and we stop work or whatever it is, but we tend to not have the same boundaries we don't have boundaries on our physical space and we don't have boundaries on our hours either. For sure. Especially when you're a small business owner, because yeah. there's no one there telling you to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that mentality of the more I work, the more money I'll make and the more successful my business yeah. will be, which we all know is not the truth, Yeah, but it it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Can you hear my dog snoring? I did. Actually, I can. Yes. <laughs> I have to nudge him. So I thought it was like uh, your microphone or something, maybe. Let me nudge him. 
So I have okay. to say, Jen, speaking of working out of a home office, <laughs> is having yes. your dog snoring in the background? Yes. Having my dog, he's so cute and laying on the mat next to me, but when he starts to just snore and I'm like, oh my gosh, but <laughs> it's um, all good. The, the, I think the third thing that we often don't do is we don't put away our work when we work at home. Like yeah, when we're at the office, we'd maybe tidy up our cubicle mm-hmm. before we left. But at home, we don't put work away. So we'll leave our laptop sitting on the counter. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Oh you know, gosh. it's everybody I have, else. I have an office with a door and I could probably go upstairs and find four or five different work-related mm-hmm. items it's around, real around my home, whether it's yeah. up in my room or in the living room, in the kitchen or on the counter. Yeah. yeah. And, and it is real. And you might think, well, what does that have to do with physical space? It has so much to do with physical space because in keeping our physical space organized and neat, it helps us in our productivity. It helps us in our processing. It helps us in just the way we feel about working that day. We're more motivated when things are uncluttered. Clutter actually shuts us down and it freezes us and it makes us sometimes go, why bother? (laughs) People don't realize the link between the physical space and the mental and emotional. And I work with a lot of business owners and homeowners on that. And it really does impact the trajectory of our business, how our office space is. So we all know logically that a cluttered area, you know, we can't find things or we're not motivated to work or not as productive, but how far, like how deep do you think that goes as far as bottlenecking someone, as far as achieving their goals or how that can influence how much they actually can grow their business? It really has a very profound impact um, because simply just coming into a space that's cluttered, it makes us want to turn around and go, you know what? I'm going to work later. Yeah. So it's that it, it really keeps us from moving forward. And, and I always tell people like clutter in general keeps us from moving forward on any goal that we have, Mm -hmm. even whether it be like exercise or it be eating well, whether it be, you know, relationships, whether it be our business, whether it be, you know, any of those kind of things, clutter kind of stops us in our tracks and we literally, it shuts our brains down. We can't process it. If you think about it, like the where's Waldo puzzles mm-hmm. or the things sure. you see it. And some people are like, okay, I just can't. Yep. <laughs> I can't do that because it's hard on our brains. Now we can sit there and say, no, I'm going to find Waldo. And we sift through the declutter and we kind of find it. But our instinct, if you think about it is stop. And it and so, so much more exhausting. It is. And it's tiring. We have to, you, that feeling of, no, I'm determined to find Waldo. I'm going to push through. Yes. <laughs> Do we really want to have to have that every time we walk in our physical office space where we have to say, no, I'm going to push through this stuff. And I'm just, no, there's enough of that in general in life Especially, without adding right. physical clutter to do that. There's enough mental and emotional clutter that's in our brains, (laughs) the physical clutter actually is just, that's one thing we can control. We can't always control the chaos in our life, but I tell people you can control your physical space. You can clean off your desk. And then I, and I help them have specific tips. And when I speak 
for um, the impact group, we'll get, I'll give specific tips on how to um, declutter and to organize your desk and to also sure. make it fit you. Because not only it's all nice like to have a nice clear desk, but it also has to reflect our personality. Because if it doesn't reflect our personality, we're not motivated to be there either. Right. So it's kind of a two part. So I'll talk to everyone about um, ways to declutter the desk and organize it. And then also, how do you make it fit you? That's kind of a fun. It's kind of like decluttering a house and then decorating it. So we can do the same kind of thing for our office space. And no, it does not have to cost a lot of money. You know, yeah, I think most of us probably have a lot in our homes that mm -hmm. you could repurpose or yes. is in storage yeah. or yeah. not being used. But until we clear the declutter out, we can't even see clearly to dream and make it be what we want it to be. Mm -hmm. So it is really, I mean, it's a huge thing that freezes us. And um, we, just, we just don't get work done. We get burnt out easier when there's clutter. We don't move forward. We lose things. <laughs> We're not mentally as clear. And so if you're trying to do a plan for a client or you're trying to write or you're trying to it's hard to be clear when our, our stuff is cluttered. I think as the main motivator is remember that it is, um, it feels so good when it's done. It feels so, but I'm also a big believer and you see like when I end an email, I put one step at a time. So kind of my, <laughs> you know that I am right. Yeah, and I know you say the right same thing all the time. On one. Yep. Yeah. And I just think the same thing with clutter. It's so overwhelming it's so, and I'll talk about that too. Um, in the talk is I'll give five organizing principles that you, that I tell people you can use to organize anything anywhere. So if you're like, you know what, Jen, I don't need to come to this talk because my desk and office is awesome. That's great. Everybody's will, got a hiding spot, <laughs> but I will tell you, I have, I'll give you, Everybody I'll give you that. some tips that will, that you can apply anywhere else in your house. Yeah. So if during the talk, your office is good, then you take those tips and mentally kind of apply them to everywhere else. And if anyone's interested in more information on the impact group, you can go to womensbusinessworkshop.com forward slash impact. And Jen's going to be speaking in our group for our bonus workshop for February. And nowadays with, with Zoom, like if you're trying to find a sliver of your space that can be in the background that looks professional because yeah. there's so much other stuff, that's a great motivator to get your space organized and a fun thing to have a purposeful mm -hmm. background. Because I yeah. do think there can be strategy in creating your office background or where you do your Zooms or if you're being interviewed or doing a Facebook Live. I I do think there can be strategy with what's behind you or in your space to either reinforce your branding or to absolutely to encourage, to encourage follow up after the the Zoom or the um, Facebook Live. So uh, that's just kind of something fun, and that's part of the making it your own part. After mm -hmm. we declutter, where I encourage people to again do different things to make it their space. And making it your space on Zoom is part of that. It's also Zoom's making it a relaxing right. space for you to be when you work. But the right. appearance for Zoom is important too. Right. And I don't think Zoom's going away. So here's the psychological question of what do you think is really behind having a messy office space? I'm sure there's some things that are out of our control or due to family and, mm -hmm. and that. But 
Do you have any insight on that? I do. I think first of all, it's a slow fade. That's what I always tell people. It's a slow fade. Uh, we often don't even realize it. We're unaware. Um, I don't, again, this is just an example. It's an example I use a lot with people is it's kind of like a frog. They say, if you take a frog and you put it in boiling hot water, it'll jump out right away. But if you take a frog and you put it in water and it's cold and you gradually raise the temperature, it won't do anything because it doesn't even realize it. And you might be like, well, that's a really goofy parallel to offices or to our homes and clutter, but that's what happens. It is not usually from one day to the next where it's perfectly uncluttered and the next day it's full of clutter. It's a, oh, I shove one thing here. I bring one thing in here. Guests are coming over. I throw it in my office here. Or I'm doing this project. I don't clean up after it here. And it's gradual and it's slow. So we don't know what we don't know. And a lot of times what happens is it gets to a point where like, oh my gosh, I can't stand to be in here anymore. And then, and again, if we're not careful, we don't even realize that because we inadvertently just pick up our laptop and leave and we don't even process why we're doing it. So because of that freedom, people are taking even longer to realize that clutter is a problem because they're just moving. They're just leaving. You couldn't do that. Desktop computers kind of made us become aware of it a little earlier before, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but now we, you might be like, well, I obviously am aware if I pick up my computer and leave. No, a lot of times our brain goes, well, I just want to be by other people and we move. And we don't realize exactly what it is that's making us. So it's a slow fade. Um, the other thing is we think it doesn't matter because people don't see it. So we justify it. And this happens when we're doing, when I'm doing houses with people, guest bedrooms are a classic place. A storage area is a classic place. But believe it or not, a lot of home offices are too. Yeah, Because there are that. private domain. I can tell you when I realized that I work all over the house is when we got a puppy. Mm, Yeah. Nothing like something eating things. to. (laughs) I I came home and found my ideas notebook shredded everywhere in the living room. And I realized I probably just left it on the couch and went upstairs and came down and it was, it was shredded and I could piece together some of it, but it was like, okay, yep. I'm not working in my office. So then it made me realize every time I got up, what am I leaving here? Yeah. What what needs to get put away? And Mm -hmm. I would imagine if we all really stopped and looked around our workspace with Mm -hmm. new eyes and said, what is this stuff doing here? And do we actually need it here? But I I find it's always the things that I haven't created a system for yet, Mm -hmm. or I haven't found a home for them, or it's something out of my comfort zone that I'm not, I'm afraid I'm going to do wrong. So Mm -hmm. I don't put it away because I kind of need to know where it is just in case. Yeah. I always tell people, I'll tell clients, and now remember this week between our sessions, no shoving things. We do that. I'm just going to shove this here for now. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) You know, so it's the same thing. It's, it's about looking at the things and going, do I need this? Where does it need to be in my house or where does it need to be in my office? 
is there, do I already have a home for it? Is that home accessible? Is it convenient? Or do I need to move it so that I'll actually put it away? You know, mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of processes with physical space. We think of processes in doing things for our business, but making things the path of least resistance to put them away is a lot of what I work on with people too, is make it easy to put it away. If it's not, we t- tend to shove it someplace. For sure. And I always tell people, I kind of specialize in real organizing for real people doing real life. Um, I don't live on HDTV. You don't live on HDTV. We don't live in Real Simple Magazine as much as I like those things. It is not reality. And our organizing systems, I'm very functional and things have to work with your real life. And that is more important than having a Pinterest worthy office. I agree. And I think before like Pinterest, there wasn't as much pressure to have everything so Pinterest worthy, so to speak. So sometimes it just feels easier to just resign to, Mm -hmm. yeah, my space isn't ever going to look like that. So why even try? Yeah. And that's going to be a happy, a happy middle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, like I said, the real organizing for real people doing real life and that's real work life too. It's, you know, what is reality for you? And when I work with people, I work with people very customized and I talk to them about their family, their business, their office. What does it look like? What kind of business do they do? Um, What filing system do they need? What tools do they have to use on a daily basis? Um, Where do they, are they able to work? Are they watching a child while they're working? You know, what are all the different things that come into play that, that they have to take care of in their workspace? sure, you know, we look at the categories of things and we make sure, you know, what does it need to look like to be functional for you and enjoyable for you? So I know when I start organizing, I get very excited because I, I'm my out of the Gallup strengths. My number one is futuristic. So I love the part about dreaming what it's going to look like and how much I'm going to love it. So I choose too big of an area to clean out, which I have learned now to do like a shelf, not the whole shelf, but one singular level. Um, But then I get all the piles everywhere and I just, I don't want to put them away or I don't know where they go. And I'm convinced firstborns are the only ones who actually put their piles away. (laughs) But so for someone that gets overwhelmed by the idea, maybe they're their office space is out of control, or maybe they are super busy and just really have too much on their plate. Um, like you and I both like, you know, one step at a time, let's say someone only has five or 10 minutes. What's something with their office space that they could do to kind of just get them started or to feel a little progress without taking on the whole thing at once. I am convinced that in the real world, we have five, 10, 15 minute increments of time and energy. That's it. Everybody. Because even if you have unlimited time, like maybe you're retired, you don't have unlimited energy. We really, 5, 10, 15 minutes is what we're all working with. And um, a lot of what I tell people to do is you want to, when you pick your space, if it's your office or maybe the, maybe the office room is fine, but your desk is the problem, whatever your space is, you want to work methodically around that space, corner to corner top to bottom. Like literally, if you're walking in your office and you look to your left, you start in that corner and you just do one box at a time, one thing at a time, 
you know, if there's something leaning against the wall there, that's your first thing. And then you move to your next thing. Because in doing methodically around the space, if after five minutes is done, you can go, you know what? That little one foot mm-hmm. spot is clean now. And then you can do five minutes later or, or when you have another five minutes, you know where you left off. That's number one. You see the progress you made is number two. And that is huge. So many times people go, they go into a space and they go from this corner to that corner, to that corner, to that corner. And their 15 minutes is up and they're like, oh my gosh, did I do anything? It's a move things around. It ends up messier. <laughs> yes. And so, but if you work methodically around that space, you know exactly where you left off and you see the progress. And that's what motivates us to do. And another thing is you can come back three days later and look and go, okay, I did that one foot. And then we're on to our next one. Sure. I've done a timer before too. If it's a job I don't want to do, like filing papers where they do have a home, but I don't really want to do it, then I'll set a timer and say, whatever you get through in five minutes, then you can stop. Doesn't make huge progress, but at least it's something. Yeah. And I, I'm a big believer in timers. I tell people your brain goes into efficiency mode when you set a timer. It does. I mean, I always use the goofy example of like, if someone calls and says, Hey, I'm in town, do you want to get together? And you say, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. They're like, okay, I'll be there in 20 minutes and they hang up the phone. Are we the most productive people in the world in that 20 <laughs> right. minutes? We are right. crazy productive. But the, what they basically did is they said the timer starts now go. Right. And they gave us a timer. And when we set a timer, we're efficient, which is why you're, I mean, you were a teacher, you know, they don't just say, whenever you get a chance, finish your math test. No, they say you have a math test, 50 minutes, timer starts now, go. And they do that because our brains switch into this. It's like Pavlov's dog. We switch into this efficiency mode. So setting a timer and another thing, I work with a lot of people that have ADD and to have a timer and to just do 15 minutes, we can focus on that methodically, that corner or whatever for 15 minutes. And then we go and set a timer for 10 and we breathe or we take a break or we, I don't know, do something different, get a snack or get a drink or whatever. And then we can come back and we can do another 15 minutes or we can do another 15 minutes three days later because we don't have any more 15 minutes that day. That's real too. Timers are powerful things. If you're listening and you're in your workspace, take a look around and see what is the most unexpected thing in your workspace or the oddest thing in your workspace. And I will put up a a Facebook post on the Women's Business Workshop Facebook page or Instagram page and either share your picture or let us know what the oddest thing is that's on your desk that either does or doesn't have anything to do with your business. I think that would be fun, fun to see what's in your workspace. I love it. I've, I've seen some interesting things. I love that. So Jen, if we are looking for more organizing help, where can we find you? People can find me on my website at jborganizing.com. So JB as in Jennifer Barnes, organizing. So jborganizing.com. You can contact me directly through my website. Um, You can also email me at jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R at jborganizing.com. And I love your Facebook page too, because you give tips and little encouragements. 
I try every day. Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Thank you for that reminder also, Robin. Um, find me on all the social media at JB Organizing. Yeah, I'll add all of those in the show notes so you guys can uh, click through and follow Jen. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And now I am motivated for maybe 10 minutes to <laughs> clean up my space and get some of this stuff out of here that really does not belong in here. Thank you so much. And again, if you guys want to be a part of the workshop where we're going to go into the actual steps, you can go to womensbusinessworkshop.com slash impact and register to be in a mastermind group and to be a part of this bonus workshop. So Bye, much buddy. for having me. Yes, thanks. thanks for being here, Jen. All right, everyone, go get back to work. 